guys, and welcome to Dogyard Book Club. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many. And here on Dogyard, the mission is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers. Now, aside from my beautiful membership-based platform, this is where it truly all begins, where I sit down with incredible, intelligent, talented, successful, beautiful human beings and ask them how books have impacted their life. Now, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to our first dog-eared leader. Her name is Marina Paul, and funny enough, we actually went to Laguna Beach High School together. I really don't remember connecting with her, but we actually connected within these last year and a half of COVID when I started my Bookstagram account, and it was really because I saw that she wrote her first book. And her book is called Becoming a Superhero, Awaken Your Superpowers and Inspire the Magic in Others. And we just hit it off immediately. We're just two curly-haired, energetic ADHD girls, and we just we just have the most silly energy with each other. And she's just amazing. And aside from her book, which is which is available now, she is also launching something in the fall that is unbelievable. I barely have words for it and I haven't seen anything like it on the market and it's exactly what we need right now. So anyways, Marina and I really get into, of course, the classic bookish questions that you will hear on Dog-Eared and I also really dive into about her journey as an author, what she's learned as an author, and how it has been implemented in her journey in her upcoming business venture, but also within herself and her self-growth. And again, I'm so, so excited for you guys to meet her. So please like, listen, comment, let me know what you think. And of course, you can connect with her on Instagram at Marina Paul and learn more about her book and also stay connected with her on Dog-Eared Book Club. Now let's get into it, guys. I am so so excited oh my gosh okay what's what's really great guys is that marina and i this is our third time recording and it's fantastic and i'm so happy because like now we're like doing it in person and like we've like gotten coffee in person before but like this is just perfect because our energy together is just yeah it's just unmatchable so (laughs) marina Thank you so much. Wait, why did I say this morning? It's the first time meeting you. I know. I just, I just like, it's been so I just like let it go. Please ignore me. You know, it was so funny. No, because I was like, you know what? Let's just, I, I thought you meant like meet like in the flesh for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But sometimes it's just, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes you've got it. Sometimes you don't. And it's okay. Like, it's honestly fine. Like, I kept saying, like, I'm sweating so much and <laughs> I haven't brushed my teeth and it's fine but our like, hair is wild because the humidity yeah it's crazy but anyways Marina thank you so much <laughs> and I'm so excited to have you on dog yard and honestly what you're doing with your book and what you're doing with what you're going to launch very soon like you are truly paving the way for women to not only be comfortable in their own skin but to really empower themselves and empower others and that's what we need right now so thank you so much oh thank you so much I'm so excited to be on this podcast and yeah to watch you launch it as well this is so fun for us oh my god yay so let's just get right into it so what are you currently reading this is so funny to ask you because you're like all over the place as well (laughs) what are you oh gosh what are you currently reading and how did you find it so I have four books started but um no so I'm reading um I just started Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert yes yeah and then I'm also trying so I like to read like a leadership Mm. Um, non, or non-fiction book and a fiction book at the same time. So what I really want to start is Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. I just picked that up from this like really small bookstore in Julian, California when I was camping and I was like, she rocks. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to read that this week. Perfect. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I love know. that. So this is such a funny question for you because I feel like you're also all over the place with this. No, I'm not saying that you're like, oh, you're all over the place, but like you are. I have trouble focusing. I have trouble. We have trouble focusing, guys. So we may go on tangents. So what is your favorite genre, favorite author, and why? And do those like coexist in the same camp? Like same author, same genre, or separate? Yeah, so 
I struggle with this because honestly, it depends on like the author. And, mm-hmm. um, so like you read a lot of Toni Morrison. So yes. I read beloved and took me so long to read it because she's such an intricate writer. Um, so I loved, I loved reading what, what genre would you say she is? I mean, she's fiction, but it's also, it's like magical realism. It's really yeah. about the, the black experience. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's so, it's amazing. I know. I'm like, I, f- I don't want to categorize her into something. No, you really I feel can't. like she spans across so many she really does. genres. But, um, and then I really love <clears throat> like, uh, what was it? Like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Like, so mm. I love sort of like adventure, crime novels as well and then I'm really obsessed with um nonfiction and really like leadership growth and development so <laughs> I'm all over so the your place. face you're like I don't know <laughs> I get overwhelmed talking about it because I'm like I can't it honestly depends on um I do I read a lot of books that are like recommendations from friends yes you know because same like, I don't really stick to to one I guess yeah no I'm definitely I feel like you're the same way I'm definitely a mood reader mm-hmm. like I obviously have all these books and I have a lot of books that I need to read like all of those and the rest of those but <laughs> and like up there but yeah, it's like, okay, what am I in the mood for? And it's funny because right now, like, I used to do what you're doing, but I'm, like, really training myself to be, like, okay, I'm just going to read one book at a time. Because mm-hmm. I think I get really spread thin, and then I'm like, well, I don't have time to read anymore. Yeah, I'm just like, right. whoa. So, I don't know. But I respect the four books at one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it was honestly after our conversation, I was like, I really need to just finish the book oh so yeah finish it and then I'm like okay oh my god I know well because then you forget all the details and having yes. written it I'm like you're supposed to read it se- sequentially like you're not yep. supposed to like take a month in between because then I forget everything I read shut up yeah so, so true and character development and all that mm. it's like mm. yeah yes <laughs> so what is your oh my god yes what is your earliest memory of reading a book <laughs> We love this answer. <laughs> it's Junie B. Jones because I am very, I would say, adventurous and I love, yeah, I I mean, I was an adventurous little girl always bouncing around and she like fulfilled that and she also just like kind of was like, I would say she would always be in the timeout chair. <laughs> like she was like, so she was like not a good child and so I just really, um, like that really resonated with me. <laughs> But yeah, reading Junie B. Jones, I loved her. Oh, good. Yeah, and Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. The crime. She was great. That. Yeah, yeah, she was She was great. I read some of her series, and I was like, I vibe. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. I also didn't like that I said I vibe, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's like, what, You as a little 10-year-old, you vibe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the bus, <laughs> looking out the window, yeah. like, vibing so hard. Dude. Oh, gosh. Uh, so... In terms of reading, what are your rituals and habits? I know you read multiple mm-hmm. books at a time, but, like, what else do you do with your books? Yeah, so to keep myself sort of structured, um, I have, like, I read for either, like, 30 minutes to an hour every night, or mm-hmm. some days I'm just, like, I have to commit myself to 10 pages or sometimes a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually end up keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I really try to do it like right before bed I think it for me it like really calms me Mm. it takes me out of all the other things that I'm worried about during the day and um for me so long it's been like oh it's someone it's so easy to just like turn on tv and whatever and not that that's bad before bed but I'm also really into like sleep therapy and things like that and so like one of the biggest things they say is like to read before bed so I try to commit myself to that but then I just like when I practice more reading, I realize, I remember how much I love it. And, um, sometimes it's just sitting down to focus and just do one thing at a time. So, yeah. No, I love that. It's so, it's so interesting. What I've been observing with myself living alone is I feel like I'm always needing some kind of stimulation, like the TV on, listen to a podcast, Mm -hmm. like, and it's, I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I live alone and I, I can see why I'm doing that, but then I'm also really trying to force myself. I'm like, Biebs, you need to read and you need to turn off the TV because it's so easy to have that background noise. Mm-hmm. And I think 
also what I'm noticing is even though like I'm very spiritual and I meditate like whatever but I it actually is very hard being in the present yeah and I think especially us gals with like ADHD and the other week I was having a really tough time staying in the present and I felt very kind of outside of myself and I was really identifying I'm like okay reading really forces you to be in the present Mm -hmm. and it's it's so incredible because in order to read you have to obviously imagine what's going on and like concentrate and it just really forces you to oh shoot I gotta reread that again and it's almost like you don't think about it as this but it is really meditative because it's just like thoughts flying by you're like okay bring myself back bring myself back to the story and it's just I don't know reading is so magical no it's so funny you say that because I've started meditation over the last couple months and I was like, I I like legitimately don't know how to do this. Mm. But recently I've been doing this, like how to meditate 30 days. And like something that we just talked about this week was like thoughts pop in and you say like, okay, see the thought and then fly, like make it fly away or like hear what your, the voices and then make it fly away. But that's exactly what you're talking about with reading. It's like, I'll read like five pages sometimes and be like, I literally was thinking about something that has nothing to do with this book. And I'm just like, okay, so now I'm training myself. Like I literally say pop out to myself and you pop out of the thought. I love that. Sometimes it's like, you got to just do that. I love that. And especially it's so interesting. I was just even thinking about with like anxious thoughts too. It's like, Mm -hmm. all right, go away. And it's just like with reading, it's like, that is also another time where I do not feel anxious. Mm-hmm. at all because like you're so present right. oh, i love this for right. us <laughs> right i'm so dead we're like meditation it's like we think we're so funny <laughs> i know it's <laughs> i totally hear everything that you're saying like i guess yes so ooh, what books are on your nightstand <laughs> now you're a big nightstand books i know well we talk about this because our nightstands are like I have a pile and it's just like it's tipping over. It's pretty um, great. Um, so let's see. Big Magic, Sense Sensibility. Um, one of my friend's books that I she wrote a book called Thriving While, While Black Me. Um, wrote mm, our books at the same time. Yes. I know. So I was like, Trace, I'm going to read your book. Um, oh my gosh, what else is on there? I, I forget what it's called, but I bought it at the bookstore and it was like from. It's like, like a UK um, female author, and she wrote it in like 1930. I have her book, oh, and there's wow. like a little like newspaper clipping of from yes. the Daily Mail. Okay, I think I told you about this. Yeah. Yes, but it's kind of like a probably like Nicholas Sparks style. Like, I, but I was like, this is so cool. Like, there are there probably weren't many female writers back then, so I bought yeah. it. Um, I have like three others, but it's so high. I'm like, I really so just got it. high. Yeah. Americana is still on there, but I just yes. finished that and it was an amazing read. And then, um, yeah, some other leadership books. Oh, my gosh. oh um, Not Untamed. What's it called? Shoot, I forgot it. But it's by another, um, Undaunted. She's it's the CEO of Hint Water. The un the, the uh, un. She's amazing. And she just yes. Talks, yeah. And so um, I started to read that a little bit. That's one of the books I started, and I need to finish it because she's incredible. That's sick. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So what moves you in a work of literature? I had a really great response last time. So I try to remember. No, you're good. Um, I think I remember it, but I'm. I feel like it'd be annoying if I was like, wow, say it. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. I think you said like when a book breaks your heart. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. When a book breaks my heart because, so I was thinking about this more after I talked to you about it. And I think that like love is one of the strongest, Mm. it's one of the strongest human emotions we can have. And it's also like a concept. It's not something that we can, you can, I guess, touch it and feel it, but not really. And so... I think when an author can create that um, between a, like a reader and the characters and then like break your heart, it's something that just like stays with you. Yes. For so long. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, um, and to evoke that strong emotion through words on a page with you interpreting it, like I just think that's an amazing skill by the author. Yes. I don't know. I'm sure you heard of it, but Normal People by Sally Rooney Yes. 
Have you read it? No. Okay. I need to. That's the perfect I book. I saw it on your just... bookshelf. <laughs> oh my like. God. Yeah. It, you can like borrow it if you want, but, um, that is such a beautiful, it's so human mm-hmm. and her writing isn't incredibly elaborate. It's very uncluttered and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's insane. It will definitely, it'll like break your heart. You'll get a physical reaction, but then you're like, yes, it's great. Oh gosh. I love that. <laughs> you're like, am I ready <laughs> for another heartbreak? <laughs> Your neighbors are like, Phoebe's heart's broken. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Dude, so much goes on here. Like, I swear, I don't know who she is. I think she's in that corner, but she, like, burns sage all day outside. I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? I mean, I'm all about it. it's not haunted. Like, yeah. You no, seriously. Like, even last week, like, I burned sage in my part. Like, I'm all about it. Meditating. Like, got my little selenite. But, like, <laughs> everywhere. I don't know. It just, it's, it's just really stanky sometimes. <laughs> but... Oh my god, moving on to the next question, which is perfect for this segue. What book has evoked a visceral reaction out of you? Uh, You're like too many. Yeah, well, so there's this, there's one specifically I'm thinking of, which again goes to my eclectic taste. Um, but it was, I, I'm also like really into Navy SEALs mm, and like that mentality. Yes. And so I was reading, um, David Goggins can't hurt me. And at that moment I had just like changed jobs and was like very much trying to find myself. And I was like back in DC and, um, like was on the Metro, like reading about this, this guy who just like went from 300 pounds overweight, this horrible childhood. He was literally like he would, his job was at night killing termites. And then he just decided he was going to change his life around. And mm-hmm. he became a Navy SEAL, broke the like world record in pull-ups and stuff. But he just like talks about like the mental transition and all of that. And for me, it was so crucial at that time because there was so, I felt like I couldn't get out of my own head. And so even now I still think about a lot of what he taught me and I sent it to my brother and it like really helped him. Oh, but I think that um, just going to back to like the books and genres and stuff that move us, like being co- sort of a mood reader, it's helpful in that I'm like, okay, I really need this right now. And yes. so that also brings your, I guess, your attention, your focus, and like makes you so much more present when you're reading. So I'm also really about like, yes, there's a book, like a stack of books that I feel like I have to read, but there's also like these books that I like, I need to read yes. in order to like get through what I'm going through right now yeah i think it's i personally obviously bias we're biased but Mm -hmm. i think it's important to have that intuition when it comes to reading because i could pick up one of these books but i'm like i'm not feeling it i'm not gonna appreciate the story or what the writer has Mm -hmm. to offer me i need i need to read tony morris right now because i am like sucked in Mm -hmm. you know or i need to read like lifelines right now because i'm going through a state you know so I think it's really important, and I think when you kind of make reading a to-do list sometimes, mm-hmm. it takes away, like, the joy of it. Yeah. So, yeah. All about it. And I so appreciate those people who are like, okay, one book a week, yes. two books a year, Amazing. but I'm just more like, the reflection period is so important to me, too. Even even with um, a fiction yes. read, like, especially with Toni Morrison, like, oh. her stuff is heavy. I feel like I can't just, like read that straight through you know yeah a hundred and ten percent yeah i love it (laughs) so what has been the most motivating book you've read in terms of driving like your success for your book Mm -hmm. and what you're going to be launching soon and like your kind of passions in your path that you're on right now yeah something that i read um and i was very like intentional about what i was gonna read while i was writing and i almost kind of took a break from reading because i was like i think when you're writing your own book it's so easy to take other people's ideas and not be able to think clearly yeah um or have other people's opinions kind of affect but (laughs) that all being said i decided to read untamed by glennon doyle And I think that she just brought, she just helped bring out this sort this like raw vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, in my writing and in my book and challenged me to go to depths that I didn't necessarily know I needed to, but I, I appreciated that so much in her book. I was like, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my readers yep. and I'm not making it like my personal 
story if I like don't go to this level and sh and also like I wanted to share this with people who the everyday person walking down the street or people who like have had deep depression and anxiety before like I have and I'm like if I can't go to that level like how am I gonna help people you not change but like help them get them out of their rut so 100% yeah hers was and I also just like appreciated how like honest her writing was like I don't think it's the greatest writing I've ever experienced in my life but she writes the way she does and she's successful because she's able to be so real and simple in the way she explains it so yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think there's times where I've I think I've mentioned it a lot but I remember reading Joan Didion and I just didn't connect with her writing because I felt like she was I feel like she authors planes and which is again like her writing like mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful Mm -hmm. in her own right and I like respect her writing I respect her story but I guess I didn't appreciate it because I was like you I can't get close to you yeah I don't know you even yeah. though you're ha you're trying to allow me to know you because mm -hmm. I think slouching towards both of them was like her kind of documentation of California back in the what was it like 60s or 70s whatever mm -hmm. probably got it wrong I don't know but anyways that's the thing I was just like I can't get close to you and I yeah. think that is what is so beautiful about when you're truly telling it from like the depths of your soul and you're not afraid to like be naked and afraid in yeah. front of everyone that's where people like will truly connect with you yeah and yeah I think that's the point of life is or the point of why we're all on our paths because like you went through deep suffering and now you're here you're here to mm -hmm. help people and you're here to empower women mm -hmm. and like i'm here to like do my part and mm -hmm. i don't know i just think it's just all a part of life i love that yeah i think so too and i had said in our first i think our first recording that like i think every and i was in the thick i remember i was in the thick of editing my book like the fourth edit <laughs> So um, I know it was so, and I was like, I think every writer gives a part of their soul to their mm. book. And I, I kind of want to go back on that. And I think that there's, I think that some writers just write a book to write a book and some authors try to really write it. They give parts of their soul to their book and that mm -hmm. when the book is done, they're like, I didn't necessarily write this for other people. I kind of like yep. wrote this for myself and I hope that it resonates with other people. And, um, I think that those books that you have trouble connecting with because you could see that maybe an author like wasn't being as authentic as they could have or something. It might just be that you don't um, or like for me, example, that I don't like resonate with what they're talking about. But it also could be that like maybe they're just trying to sell a book. Yeah. You know? No, you're you're so, so right. Yeah, I feel like probably one of the most important books books that I've ever read are the ones that are probably the most vulnerable, mm -hmm. like the most raw stories I've ever heard and I think that's what I want to try to do in my writing one day when I write a book is like I want to evoke a reaction out of you guys mm -hmm. I want you guys to feel every single pulse that I've experienced in my experiences that's yeah. what writing should be I don't know yeah. I just no I totally know. I totally agree yeah absolutely so I think going into like your book writing experience what was the most frustrating part and out of those frustrations what was so rewarding about it yeah I think the hardest part was that the most frustrating and hardest part was like when you sit down and you actively commit like five rewrites on a chapter and you read it again and you're like it is just not communicating what I want to communicate and it's just me, right? Like it's, I just have to rely on myself to like rewrite this. Mm. And I ended up, I feel like a lot of people have different styles, but a lot of people can like go and like edit certain, certain paragraphs and things like that. I found myself like having to rewrite something and like mm. find inspiration somewhere else. But with that, I think that like writing a book was a hundred percent mental. Yeah. I feel like it was, it really taught me how to sit with myself and how to figure out how to deal with blockages like in my head. Um, because obviously I've like played a lot of sports and so everything has been kind of like part physical, part mental, and I can lean on one if the other isn't really working. 
So I like couldn't athletic my out, way out of it. I just had to like brain my way out of it. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> it's just, it, I think it made me so much like mentally stronger for, for mm. other things mm-hmm. um, in life. And I think it also just gave me a lot of patience and like practice of like sitting with my own thoughts and like understanding where they come from. Which honestly, I wish I would have started meditating like a year ago because that would have been really helpful, I think, for writing this book. You're like, I would have loved that yeah, a little I'm bit like, more. Yeah, I'm like, dang, okay, well, maybe if I do another one. That's <laughs> Not that I so know. funny. No, I'm yeah. so happy you brought up the uh, athletic my way out of it because I know you mentioned that before. Yeah. And it was so, so beautiful because I... I could only imagine that is so relatable for so many other people like yourself Mm -hmm. that it's easy just to muscle your way out of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I have to sit with my thoughts, whether they're scary or whether they're awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because even like when I think about any time in school, I'm like, I always had like practice that day that I could like, you know, run it off and like do well at that or, but this was just like, this is literally just typing it on your computer and I, you know, Oh my God. So, um, yeah, that was, it was probably, it was extremely challenging, but Mm. at the end of the day, like the whole process was so fun. Like, so fun. I love sharing this book with people, but Mm. it's honestly like the most joy I had was in writing it. And when you finally finish something or you are, you know, are proud of yourself for being so vulnerable. So, Um, yeah, the process is awesome. That's amazing. So what lessons have you taken from writing Becoming a Superhero and what you may implement in another book that you'll write? Yeah, um, I definitely, I think what I started to understand, like, and it took me probably like eight or nine months to get there was like what my style is. Um, so one, I think just like just understanding what my style of writing is like more and I don't necessarily think, I don't think this really answers your question, but I don't, so I guess, yeah, I'm like curating my type of style. I think, um, another lesson is I really loved writing, like holding a time period of just a year. So like 12 months, like I think that that's, it's attainable. Like you can definitely do that. And I think the time period is really, really important. Mm. I think having like an editor that really understands who you are to Mm. your core Mm -hmm. is extremely important. But that's like, that's like anything in life when you're starting a business and like you need your biggest advocates or people who understand you the best to be your starting team. Like that's just, um, what it is. And then two, I think that like, I kind of went into it like with a hypothesis, like not really knowing what my book would end up like, how I would like what I would end up with. And I think going into the next one, I really want to, I don't want to make myself like so structured, but I also want to like really have this like well thought out idea and then just like be able to write on it because I felt like not necessarily knowing what I was going to write at first, but knowing I wanted to write a book like that made it a little bit chaotic in the beginning with my first draft and like kind of being all over the place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, totally. And what is the best advice you've gotten for when it came to writing your book? Um, books aren't written. They're rewritten. Great books aren't written. They're rewritten. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I have studied this a lot and spoken to so many people who've written books and like nobody really gets it on their first time. Um, and so I think knowing that just gives you like a sense of comfort and ease that like you're supposed to rewrite it two or three or four, five. Yes. Sometimes there's six for me in some chapters. But um, knowing that process and knowing, I think the part of being an athlete where you're like, okay, I go to practice every day to get really good for this one thing on the weekend. That like, it's just knowing that it's just practice. Like every draft is practice and you will get better and having that comfort and then makes it, a, makes it less frustrating, I would mm. say. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. And I feel like that lesson can be applied to so many things in life with mm-hmm. like mental health and physical health. It's like nothing is like healed or done perfectly the first time. It's yeah. like you have to give yourself that grace, to like rewrite your story yeah. in whatever capacity that is. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I would say too, like if you get it on your first try, you're either super lucky or like it's not hard enough. Like, totally. you know, mm-hmm. like you can do better. Like it's so, 
Um, yeah. Hey, you guys. It's me, BB, and I just wanted to have a quick little break and just give you a short and sweet introduction and just overview of what a group leader seminar is. Now, of course, at the beginning of the month, I introduce you a leader that will be highlighted on the Dog-Eared Book Club community. Not only will I release their episode and their book list, but then I will hold a group leader seminar. Now, a group leader seminar will be a mediated conversation between myself and the leader, but also with you guys. So you guys are able to jump in and ask questions, and the questions that I will ask will be structured. So it will be this beautiful conversation where you guys can truly interact and meet and connect with these amazing, amazing leaders. And that is one of the gorgeous benefits of being a dog-eared book club member and And of course, aside from participating in the group leader seminars, you get access to full book lists from not only myself, but from the leaders. You also get access to the amazing membership-based platform community where you can have a profile, you can connect and learn and interact through polls and questions and really keep up with events that are going on in the dog-eared community, but also with leaders and other members and just stay up to date with what the heck is going on. Again, thank you guys so, so much for your support. And I am so, so obsessed with you guys and all the love and all the beauty that I am getting from this journey. And let's just get right back to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do more. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can challenge yourself greater and there's like, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So now going back to the fun bonus questions. (laughs) So what is your book or what have been books in your life that are like for fun and they're kind of like book candy or they're like a guilty pleasure? I know. Yeah. This is like so embarrassing for me, but I just like, I'm sure honestly, you're not the only woman that's the same. I know. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that well, the first book I remember hiding under my covers is Gossip Girl. I like so great. I know, and it was before like we had social media and or I think Facebook was around. But it was like seventh or eighth grade, and I like I had heard about it from friends at Thurston, and then I was like, I'm gonna go buy it with like my lunch money or whatever, and I got it, and like I didn't want my mom to know I was reading this stuff and all this. I mean, obviously the world's changed so much now. There's like, <laughs> like 10 literally years. gnarly Netflix shows. You're like, okay. I know. What's oh happening? my gosh. But I think so like those like promiscuity a little bit and just mm-hmm. like reading about that is like super fun for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely book candy. Also just like easy summer reads there. I'm like, yeah. I'm really not going to be like mentally challenged or like challenged mentally, but <laughs> Sorry. Dude, you're fine. But, um, I don't know, like a really sappy love story too. Yeah. I know. You know what? I need to, cause I obviously hear about a lot of those like really fun summer romantic reads, like of course from like girls on the book Instagram Mm -hmm. community, but I guess like what my fear is, or maybe I'm an asshole is like, are they written well? Because yeah. there's some books where I'm just like, I read a hundred pages in. I'm like, nope, I yeah. can't do it. They better be written well. I know a book I have on my shelf right now that I wouldn't say it's like easy because his writing is like conceptual and he's just fantastic and the story is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's this author, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew <laughs> Sean Greer, and it's okay. called Less. And it's mm-hmm. about this man named Arthur Less. And his lover of, like, nine years is getting married. Mm-hmm. And they already had a previous commitment, like, hey, this is not serious. But then he was like, I'm getting married. And he's like, okay, obviously heartbroken. And then his lover was like, come to my wedding. And Arthur's like, uh, no. So he accepts invitations from all over the world where he's, like, going to speak at a conference. It's a wedding. Yeah. It's a birthday. And it's just, like, this beautiful, amazing journey of, of course, like digging deeper into himself, but then like these beautiful little adventures. And in the end, it's just, it just makes your heart sore, but it's such a cute love story. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like, that is probably one that comes to the top of my mind, but I need to find like more that are just like making my heart sore. Cause again, like Toni Morrison is more like 
pulling them. Yeah. I thought, I I would classify where the crawdads sing Mm. as kind of in the romantic field as well as adventure, but she's just an unbelievable writer. And yeah, I just, okay. You know what? I've been really hesitant. Everyone. I know because (laughs) that's like the trendy books. I'm hesitant too, but, um, you swear. It's just, I mean, she's so good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause one of my really good friends was like, Oh, it's so good. I'm just like, I guess I'm so funny with the New York Times bestseller list because I'm like, sometimes I feel like it's not, like there's books that are so niche that have been my favorite books of all time. And I'm just like, New York Times bestseller, like it makes some room, you know? It's a popularity, so we learn about this and are like, oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Oh my God. It's literally like people pay to be on the list. Oh, that's Yeah, it's, I know. Sorry. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would say that maybe pay attention to them. Like, um, yeah, like I'm reading Barack Obama. Uh, well, I'm not reading it. I have it. Barack Obama's book. I'm excited for the right moment to read it. But, I mean, that was on the bestseller list. But, uh, like, definitely going to read that. But other yeah. ones, you're just like, meh. Yeah. I don't know. You have yeah. a great publicist. <laughs> exactly. That's what I that's what I kept thinking. And I just remember like reading a couple and I'm just like, I'm V disappointed. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. But anyways, enough of that. So if you could have an author write about your life, who would it be and mm. why? That's like that's super tough. <laughs> like you look I'm like, like I don't know if I'm that interesting. <laughs> Wait, let me tell the authors again. You're so interesting. Um, what are you talking about? I don't know. If I was, like, way cooler and way more adventurous, I would... Oh, I have the power now, too. Um, honestly? Okay, I'm obsessed with Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've read one of her books, but I just think... I mean, she wrote Pride and Prejudice when she was 19. And she had, like, no formal education. And that, what? In the 1800s? I know. Are you kidding me? So she's unbelievable. I also, like, really like Ernest Hemingway. And I know, I mean, I just think he's just, like, I feel like they're very different. So different. (laughs) He's, like, very brute and honest and kind of just, like, this macho man. But I don't know. I just, I love, he, like, lived life. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm into Can that. Can you recommend an Ernest Hemingway book for me? Cause I haven't yeah, read it yet. I'm going to look through my collection. And okay, see. good. Cause yeah. I, for some reason I haven't gotten into him, but I love John Steinbeck. Oh yeah. He's just wrecked me. I'll read East of Eden forever <laughs> over and over again. I just yeah. loved it. So yeah, I know I should read Ernest Hemingway and I know yeah. even like Toni Morrison loves him too. So I'm like, if the queen loves him, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let's get her some reading list. <laughs> I was like, I wish she had. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure that's available somewhere. I know, right? It actually needs to happen right now. Um, if you can pick, pick, if you can pick up a book right now and read it again or read it now, yeah, what would it be and why? Um, honestly, I've been thinking about the Odyssey a lot mm. because I just I love all the adventures in the Odyssey. Um. And I think Greek mythology is really, really cool. It's just, like, something that, I don't know, it's not really talked about a lot um, when you're, like, not in school. And so... Totally. And it's just... I don't necessarily... I Obviously, like, fiction, I don't necessarily, like, for, for like, this isn't necessarily comparison, but, like, like, a Twilight thing. Like, I don't necessarily like stuff that's, like, very dreamy and, like, not... Mm. real mm-hmm. what you, like I um, I should probably know what that's like called. fantasy yeah like kind more of. fantasy and just stuff like that but the odyssey is kind of like I don't know I would classify that as like kind of fantasy yeah um that's something I'm like not sounding really smart right now but I'm like the odyssey is something that I just I think that there's a lot of really interesting and great messages in there and I just really enjoy yeah no, absolutely. I, it's funny. I've been thinking about that too. Like the Iliad or the Odyssey. What's this one book? 
There's this one book that was like banned because it was so taboo. I forget what it was. It was kind of in that realm. But yeah, I think Greek mythology is so interesting. And I think yeah. it is really taboo because it really questions religion and yep. sexuality and relationships and the human experience. And it's just, it's, it's just not white bread. Right. I think that's what it is. Right. And it has like a beautiful message into it. So mm -hmm. totally. Oh my yeah. gosh. I know. I feel like I'll have to have like a spark notes next to me and then the odyssey next to me like yeah i know like, understand well and it's the one of the books from 10th grade literature class you remember in sunlap how is that Dunlop, actually right? okay i did have her i oh, don't didn't did i have I her like you would have loved i had the bald guy i don't remember brobeck no not brobeck he was the writer Brady? teacher I don't remember him. He wore, like, shirts and pants that were too big. Oh. And it was really skinny. He was, like, downstairs. <gasps> Mr. Henderson. Yes, Mr. Henderson. He I had great. Him. He was really cool. He was obsessed with baseball. He's so obsessed with baseball. I was like, all right, I was going to cool. say, yeah, because he was a coach, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, because yeah. I was like, awesome. Um, <laughs> no, but, so she, like, we, I remember reading the Odyssey there. I think it was her class. But, she, like, having her go through it and explain like this is what this means and all that it was just like i thought it's like one of the books i was fond of that book leading that class but mm. a lot of others i was like uh oh yeah. yeah well i think it's so funny i feel like there's times where i almost just want to be get my master's in english because i'm like i want to understand these nuances so badly yeah you know like i don't know i want to be able to trans self-translate shakespeare so badly but yeah well yeah makes up words <laughs> please like i know and it's so get you. interesting because you almost have to like teleport yourself back to when they wrote it and to understand like everything that he was referring to and it's i always question this as an author like when you say something like how is it interpreted by other people 100%. i mean we use the bible for example that's why we have so many real problems, but people but interpret what? things so differently. And so I'm always like, what was the author trying to say here? Um, and why did they specifically choose this character in this, you know, setting? So yeah, it's just, no, a hundred percent. It's the, the greatest joy of books, I think, but yeah, you know, that's actually a really good point. I'm going to try to do that is like literally, okay, how could I place myself somehow in where they came from yeah and like what time period that was that's interesting that's fun um so how has reading been a part of your life in terms of escape learning clarity therapy pleasure has one taken more has is has it been more of this and more of that and how has it yeah. changed as you've grown i feel like when i was young like before high school like reading was like pure enjoyment but then i think when we got to high school we had to do like literary analysis on all of these like on all these books it kind of like tainted my view of reading like i mm -hmm. did not want to do it because it reminded me of like oh should i underline this because it's like symbolizes yeah saturn and i'm gonna be quizzed on it <gasps> so yeah, it's just, and I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I wish the approach to learning about books just could be a lot different. Um, yes. So, yeah. So yes. I think in through college, like, again, I felt overwhelmed by how much like textbook reading you had to do that I never, I didn't have time or the brain capacity to really want to read for enjoyment. Yeah. So now it's like extremely freeing and I have to remind myself that like I get to read this to enjoy it. Like yes. I don't need to I don't need to always grow with every book that I read. I just need I like there are a lot of things I'm unlearning now. So now I'm definitely back on the track of um just enjoyment. I love that you know? so much and I'm so happy you said that and honestly I relate to that so much because the recent post I did with like Reader's Guild, I think yeah. the way that the classroom was structured, I think, you know, just the way learning was structured in general made people really hate reading. And mm -hmm. it's such a disservice mm -hmm. to like what actually reading does for us. Mm -hmm. And um, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I have been and especially I think I've mentioned a lot is like 
particularly my experience with Toni Morrison, I'm like, it's okay to reread a chapter. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not understand that sentence. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, you're not stupid. And you're not going to be quizzed on it. And I can wreck a book as much as I want, and I'm not going to be judged. Like, this is my experience, and this is my way of expressing, like, how much I love this book. And I don't know. I think that's so much of adult life, honestly. Oh, my God. I know. I feel like I heard it from Jay Shetty. Is like, the first half is, like, learning. The second half is unlearning. Or maybe it's not from him, but I yeah. remember hearing it somewhere, and it's just so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so... And it goes back to just what we were saying earlier. Like, um... And I literally just forgot my thought, because I was stuck on this Jay Shetty. Yes! Um, Forgetting. Yeah, it's... I know. There's so much guilt that is associated, and it's also like, oh, these thoughts that pop into your head of, like, judgments, and I'm like... Mm. If I just, like, unlearn the judgments while I'm reading, like, isn't that just practicing a muscle for, like, when I go and start a business or when I start something or I have to have courage and I'm – the things that weigh you down mostly are judgments you think are coming in. But if you're – the ability to pop out of those Mm -hmm. and unlearn that, then – So incredible. Yes. So. Uh, So I feel like you've already explained it, but maybe you Mm -hmm. can kind of – Give it again. So what is on your TBR list? To be read list. No, you're good. (laughs) I didn't know what it was for like a year because of this freaking bookstagram community. And then I finally figured it out. I'm like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good question. And I definitely have the books on my nightstand. I'm trying to... So I'll answer this in a different way. I'm, like, trying to find my flow. So, like, Mm. I just – I set time because I don't have a reading flow yet, and I just – but I'm trying to make it, like, a habit that I just am, like, of course. It's, like, brushing and flossing your teeth at night and in the morning. Like, you just – or when I have downtime, I'm not, like, scrolling on my phone or doing all these things. I think that that's fine, but – why don't I just ever pick up a book? Like why I'm so I'm trying to find my reading flow and then, but I also think that starts with, I don't know, structure and finding a good, like a great author that you just want to keep reading. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. No, I think honestly what I try to communicate on my page at times is I think again, we're like, okay, I'm just going to pick up a book and it's like really forced, but it's, I mean, I guess maybe for me personally, because, like, I have been, I'm, like, a seasoned writer, and I'm, Mm -hmm. like, really picky, is it's really hard to find, like, a book immediately that you just love right off the bat. And if you do, like, you're very lucky. Yeah. Um, But it's so, I don't know, because then that's where you get obsessed. Like, when I'm in my Toni Morrison kick or, like, Kurt Vonnegut, I'm just, like, I need to read more of it like I need more and like that's how you should feel about books in general and like that's what books want to make you feel you know and that's the joy of them as well and that's why people become obsessed with books like us yeah so yeah totally and I envy I'm always like because I envy people like you who are just like love books and you become so enthralled by them and I'm like okay if I envy that they have like because you love to read I'm like I want to get to that state where I'm like I'm like, I'm a, like a really good reader, like not a good reader, but cause I don't want to define it like that, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm a reader. Like I just love, I know I love books, but I'm trying to like make it out that. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. And that's, what's so funny it is it is one of those habits where it's almost again, like relating it back to meditating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a kind of a muscle you have to train with mm-hmm. yourself and it just takes so much patience and so much presence and just a lot of stillness. And I think it's even, there's times where, not that I, like, intentionally do it, but there's times where, like, I would, obviously, there's my family, my dad's playing freaking Coldplay in the background, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, trying to read, and I'm, like, you know what, like, this is just kind of, like, a really good lesson for me that this is meditative and this is like, that's life. And this is like Mm -hmm. my space and I can read. I want to be able to like read anywhere I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I want to try to do too, is like waiting in line, like at the DMV, why don't I just pick up a book? Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully I don't have to go there like anytime soon, but you know, it's just like one of those things. I was like, oh no, (laughs) an image just popped into my head. I was like, great. (laughs) You're like, please do not. I have my real ID, so I do have to go. Sweet Lord. (laughs) Freaking real ID. I I know. With life. Um, 
Oh, so what makes you dog ear or bookmark or highlight a page? Yeah, I'm like really into like specifically with nonfiction. I'm really into like quotes that I can see on my wall or like write on a post-it note, stick it on my wall and be like, okay, I need this throughout my day. So I will dog ear and highlight. I'm also a big fan of like mocking up your book and making it feel lived in just like your Mm. body, you know, like you have scars and wrinkles and things like that because it's a life well lived. I think, and I guess as someone who's written a book, like I would want someone to like fully live in the book. And I know some people are like, keep, you know, make it like a treasure and keep it nice. So I'm a big believer in like things that I think, and also nonfiction that like, if an author just explains something so well visually, like even if it doesn't mean a lot to me, I'm like, holy shit, that was like really well written. I'm going to highlight it or underline it or dog ear. Yeah. Um, and then jumping back to nonfiction, it's also just like a story or lesson that I'm like, I really need to like reflect on this and come Mm -hmm. back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Totally. Oh, I love, and I love, I love that you said that too, about you want your book to be lived in because that's how I feel like sh- books should be. And I think there's some people that are like, well, I'm a purist. So I use a bookmark and I'm like, cute. I mean, even though like I have I bookmarks know. for dog ear, well, but like, I mean, it's like a freaking, you know, I'm like, I got it. I mean, I saw them, but well, I saw them, but it's just, I mean, I'll have, obviously I'll use them, but you know, I will still dog ear. I'll still use a pencil like in my book and mm-hmm. like destroy it. And that's how I think, especially with I don't know. I just think that's how life should be in general. Life shouldn't be this yeah. like pure, purely unbent page. It should be like marked up and bent yeah. and maybe you tore it. I don't know. So I, I completely agree. agree. I also, I just like love getting a book from someone if they're like, here, like you can borrow it. And it's like all their thoughts and stuff. I'm like, this is really mm-hmm. awesome. And it's funny. I didn't start that journey until I read, um, on Earth, we're brief- on Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. I don't know if you've heard of that uh-uh. book. But that is easily, like, one of the most raw books I've ever read. And it's he's a, he's a bread and butter poet. This is, like, his kind of... It's funny because he's, like, it's autobiographical, but it's not... There's not a lot of research. Like, I really just did it just to kind of... Honestly, mostly for himself. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that where I was like, I can't not like do anything to this book. And the moment I closed it, I I actually read it again in 30 seconds because I was like, I can't have this story end in front of me, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's where it all began. And it was so recent. It was like a year-ish ago, which is wow. so funny because now that's all I do. I have to dog ear it. Oh my gosh. I want your book list. Oh yes, I'll be posting it. Don't worry, or I can I just give it to you like right after this. So yeah, you're good. I'll point out all the books. So oh, I, <laughs> I love it. I so why do you read? <laughs> you're like this is fun. I know. I think with everything we said, um, I read to escape. Um, but I read to learn and I like read for connection. Mm. So I think to escape, to find that like focus and like be solely present, um, escape like all, I would say escape all the crazy thoughts and craziness in the world to like really focus and dial in on what you're doing. So we talked about, and then I read to, to learn cause I'm really into personal growth. Um, mm-hmm. and just, um, I think reading makes me smarter, honestly. No, that's <laughs> just what it really is. hundred percent. Um, and then I read for like deep connection, which is why, um, like when an author can break my heart, it's mm. like, I feel it just bring, I think connection is one of the most powerful, um, human forces that we can feel so totally um yeah I love that I love that that was a beautiful answer and ending to this and (laughs) this was actually it's really literally making me want to re-record other interviews because this honestly was like so beautiful (laughs) 
it just went it was so good it's so funny it's like i'm not usually a perfectionist but i'm like wow this was like absolutely superb well i think like these questions too are so great and they're thought-provoking and like each time i'm like refining my answer more and more because it's like oh yeah okay this is what i want to say now it's like the drafts you know yeah 110 percent. third time's a charm i also just even think with like our energy yeah because like we're just because we're so because we're so bouncy like with our thoughts and with our actions and like we're high energy women so it's like things change a lot you know so i think like this is like when we've kind of revisited it we're like oh it's like if it's grounded us a little bit more which yeah. is great yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i know so i'm funny. so excited for this community because you're just like you're taking away like what we talked about all of the i guess negative thoughts and actions that come with reading and like the judgment there's so much judgment with it especially it like stupid? internally oh. it's so weird and it's there's like com- competition and it's just like you're creating like such a I think inclusive is like overused and we could come up with a w- much better word but like a, like accepting of like where all people are at and like mm. their levels of like, intellect and and how much experience they have reading and you're creating like a an environment where like anyone can be a part of it yes just, like want to pick up a book so it's so oh, cool thank you yeah. so much yeah I I see this. I see dog eared is like, I think I'll attribute attribute my success to like this one of the beliefs that I've had about it is like I know it's gonna be nothing but like amazing, and I'm super super excited and like I've said on my page is every single one of the leaders like like you and Dr. Farmer probably shouldn't have revealed that in uh, my first episode, <laughs> but it's fine. I'll cut it out. Because I'm good at editing now. But the leaders like yourself and others, all of you guys are so present and really excited to, like, learn and to be there. Like, I'm going to make you, like, read his thing because he's so insane. But that guy, he's like, oh, I'll do two seminars. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Please. (laughs) You know? Because, like, when I interviewed him, like, it's funny. It's like, obviously, I'd want to re-interview him. But you could hear in my voice how stoked I was to like listen to him and talk to him. And it's like, that's just like with you and like with the other guests is like, I'm just so excited about this. And I I think, I think everyone's going to love it. And plus it's, it's literally like the books that you read that you're like, I connect with this or I don't, but part of your soul is in this because of how much you love books. And so and you have that excitement energy that it's just only going to manifest in all the branding, all the touch points, and all the people mm. that want to be a part of this club. So I just think that, like, when your soul is in things, like, you cr- end up creating the best version. Aww. Even if it doesn't pan out, like, in the end of how you see it initially. No, you know? I, I totally agree. And um, my mentor and actually someone that is... Um, one of the going to be the one of the dog eared leaders is she's always like you know you're at the end of the day like you're serving something higher mm-hmm. you know and like that is all that you really need to have yeah. with you so yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh my god this was so beautiful Marina thank you so much and I guess what can you say about like your book and for like not giving away what you're launching but like what oh, can yeah. you kind of kind of spill the tea on or at least like tell listeners about and like what to look forward to yeah absolutely so um while writing my book I um sort of discovered something about myself I've always had this idea of like how to um I guess amplify women's sports in the way like women who play sports be best see fit and through this book process really helped me connect with like a deeper version of myself and also with other people and kind of came up with this like golden nugget or key insight for what I will be launching um in the fall and so um but also creating like a brand ethos that so aligns with my book so I kind of call it like my brand bible a little Mm. bit um and I also think that like at the end of the day I carry my book in my bag because I'm like, this is, it's my accountability source, like, or my need of encouragement and confidence. So, um, so yeah, so it's, my book is available on Amazon and the hardcover is coming out in like a couple weeks. And, um, yeah, it's just, 
it's been a pleasure. I feel like anyone who wants, who has a desire to write a book should at least just like try to pursue that. Um, cause you can do it. Mm-hmm. You just have a little faith. Yes. And anyone who doesn't know, um, about her book or, you know, what's <laughs> going on, I would say like, go to her Instagram. It's just at Marina Paul and you break down like the book so well, so simply and it doesn't give everything away, but it's, like, mm-hmm. the perfect nugget to kind of, like, the journey of you and, like, your book and what yeah. it's about. So definitely go check that out. And yeah. Yeah, definitely stay um, in touch with, like, what she's doing because I'm so excited for what she's going to launch. Like, <laughs> it's going to be fucking awesome. So thanks. Yes. Oh, I thanks. love you. Oh. <laughs> Hello, you guys. Thank you so, so much for sitting with us. We had such a blast and I hope you had just as much fun and please let me know what you think and all of Marina's info will be down below and also definitely make sure to follow her on not only Dog Your Book Club and stay connected and stay up to date for when the group leadership seminar is but also definitely definitely follow her on Instagram get her book and really really stay tuned for what she's going to launch soon because it is going to be absolutely amazing and definitely what we need right now and again thank you so so much for your love and for your support I really truly cannot express that enough and Dog Yard is just such a beautiful project for me not even a project it's my company <laughs> it's crazy to call it a company but it really is and it is so so abundantly special and I'm just so so excited so thank you so so much for sitting with us and definitely stay tuned for what is to come with dog here.